Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Whatever time of day it is when you're listening, this is Mrs. Adam. And this is Mr. Adam. Welcome back to another By the By. Yep. Woohoo! Yay! We're back. Um, yeah. So, let's see. What's happened recently? We had uh, Femme. Yes. Was on Friday night. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming we're going to save that for a later podcast so that you can tell all the gory, nasty details. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll save that. We but still it, haven't gone over Pendulum either. That's right. We'll do that in a double so, header. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we had a, a a lovely afternoon orgy yesterday, which we'll talk about at a later time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which people are like, "What the fuck are you going to talk about then?" I know. What are we going to talk about? Well, we recently, if, if you've watched tw- uh, Twitter any, uh, we didn't post a lot of pictures, but we we recently had the wonderful read terrible idea. <laughs> Um, to do a chastity challenge. Yes. Dum, dum, dum. And actually, that is actually dum, dum, dum. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was dum, <laughs> dum, dum. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, I think interesting is an interesting word. Uh-huh. So do we want to talk about the origin of the challenge, or do we want to first talk about the origin of chastity? Let's first talk about the origin of chastity belts. So we'll let you do this, because you did all this... Not, not necessarily chastity itself, but chastity belts. You did all this research and whatnot, and no, um, I... you know, as I recall, chastity was one of the seven virtues from last episode. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, it was not a virtuous thing. So let's tell me, where... Did chastity play come from? All right. So I, you said I did all that research. I did a little bit of research. Uh, More than what I did. I, I'm Googling <laughs> it on my phone right now while you talk. So chastity belts, you know, we kind of, I would say that most people think of them as coming about uh, during the Middle Ages. And that's generally what was previously thought was that chastity belts were worn by women in the Middle Ages Uh, to keep them from having sexual intercourse. So, like, the men would go off to battle, and this would keep the women pure while their men were gone. But there's not a lot of real evidence for that. And so the question is, did they actually exist, or, or did they not? And generally, it looks like what I found, anyway, from briefly looking around, is that chastity belts were first mentioned in a book by Conrad Kaiser in 1405. And he was a German engineer and artist. I hear it was that year's uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, terrible. Prob- probably. <laughs> probably was. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Wilhelm Kaiser. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Uh, but apparently the the concept of the chastity belt was in an afterword. And so it was not even like a real main part of it. But it 
generally people seem to think that it was a bit of a joke and it then became the chastity belt became uh, the subject of satire after that but there's been a lot of question as to you know, I mean, there are examples of chastity belts in museums and places around. So the question is, did they ever, were they ever actually used or not? And it seems as though the consensus now is probably not, especially when you think about the practicality of it. And we'll get into that when we talk about actually wearing them. But the practicality of it, like, especially the ones that you often see that are the hard metal and that kind of thing. And that would really cut in and and wear grooves and sores on a woman if you're wearing it for a long term you know day after day after day and that just doesn't seem very practical because you would end up with these infected wounds on your legs and around your genitalia and that's not a not a good thing so I don't really see how that could have ever been a thing for long-term wear Um, so it's generally believed that it's more of a myth than a fact at this point but it is uh chastity play is a big thing in the the bdsm community and admittedly going into it i didn't think that we would like it spoiler alert we didn't like it being on the receiving (laughs) end but i actually do really like the idea of of playing with a male partner and having that control over them and and just being able to to tease and torture and punish depending on how they behave but at the same time for a much smaller period of time than what we did so because we we probably i think we went a little too long um but another kind of going back to the history of the chastity belt though what a lot of people say is that the idea of the chastity belt and like this medieval chastity belt kind of makes us feel better now and like look at how backwards that society was then and look how far we've come now because we don't do this except that we do in bdsm play (laughs) (laughs) but it is a bit of a you know it it, i don't know that it was ever actually really a a thing that people did to keep themselves from having sex i think it was more of a myth and and it does generally make society feel better when they feel like they've progressed from previous societies yeah, and I've seen a lot of things where it says that they were worn for decorative. So yeah. think, I would think of it more as lingerie than actual right. the point of chastity. Right. Um, I will say some quick searching found an article from 2001 from Fox News, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of ironically hilarious, um, where they had top 10 facts about chastity belts. Mm-hmm. And the first one was basically, we don't know if anybody ever wore them, but then the next nine were all, this is how people were forced to wear them. Um, so take that with, with a, a grain of salt. So I don't, I should have written this one down, but I did see some article somewhere about Romans wearing um, like a piece of cloth around their waist and like tied together with a rope and then during marriage, so like during a marriage ceremony, and the women would have the rope around their waist and it was tied in a knot. And so the men had to untie the knot before they would have sex after the wedding. And so it could be that that was sort of a chastity belt type thing as well, you know, and or at least in, in symbology. Yeah. Uh, so there's, you know, there's a lot of things that Which are... I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and But can you imagine if, like, the woman was really good at tying knots and you uh-huh. were really shit at untying knots? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care anymore. She really didn't want him to get in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, Damn you, you Gordian knot. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and what was the one you were talking about where you were telling me about earlier, uh, where the museum had one that was dated? Yeah, I think it was, and I could be wrong, 
so I probably shouldn't say, but I'll say it anyway. I think it was the <laughs> British Museum, but somebody, one of the museums had a chastity belt that they had thought, you know, dated back to like the 1400s or something like that. It was really old and like, oh, this is a good example. And then they went back and they tested the metal of it and found out it was only from like the early 19th century. And so they took it down out of the collection. I love it. It's great. But, you know, we live, we learn and... And yeah. as our technology gets better, we can age things and find out a little bit of what's what's fact and what's not. You know, I think, and there's still a lot of conjecture. So. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I think a lot of it is similar to those torture devices that we see um, in in the sort of the Spanish Inquisition mm-hmm. kind of books, um, which were designed. You know, admittedly, they might have been used once or twice, but many of them were designed more as a "this is what we're gonna do to you," and people would. As a threat. Yeah, as a threat. And once you see these pictures, you're like, okay, you know what? I'll tell you where the Maltese Falcon is. Um, But I think it was – my gut tells me that it – especially after experiencing it and seeing you experience it, it's not something that in the 1400s, especially on a day-to-day basis – It's not practical. You couldn't – well, it's not even healthy because at that – in those times, if you got an infection, you were dead. Um, yeah. Or it was a it was a swift a swift path to death, um, and just looking at you afterwards, you know, just the chafing that you experienced. That's yeah. You know, I think in in the fourteen hundreds, it would have been so impractical because people would have been dying yeah. from infection. I, I do like the idea of it more as lingerie uh, or costume. Even like now with BDSM play, I I like the idea of it in that respect as opposed to just like a purely functional, we're going to keep you from having sex kind of thing. Yeah. Um, psychological rather yeah. than physical. Yeah. 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 So. So talk about how the challenge came up. Why did you fuckers do this <laughs> is, why people, is what people are currently saying at home. <laughs> Probably along with what the fuck did you do? Um, so we've been doing for the past four months, five months maybe, mm-hmm. uh, a radio show on the hit 104, the hit network down here in uh, Sydney. From midnight to, to 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., Dawn's with Lakey. And Danny Lakey is the radio host who I'm going to equate to a Australian version of... Howard Stern. Howard Stern. His name just like that. I always remember Robin because I loved Robin. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's he's... Australia's answer to Howard Stern. But he's a wonderful guy. Very funny. Um, and we... We've been doing the radio show with him. We're, we're his sexperts. <laughs> so we go in weekly and do, what, a 10, 20-minute spot yeah. with him? Yeah. And it's just chit-chatting and talking about sex and things that we've done and, and things like that. It's a lot like the podcast, only on public radio. Mm-hmm. So um, we were there one night without the, his producer, who is our wrangler and, and <laughs> clearly voice of reason. And while chatting on, on the radio, he asked us if we'd ever done worn a chastity belt or done chastity play and we're of course like no we've we've never done that and then it was like we should do that and i was like well we can go out right now and buy one he was like all right let's do that and so and we're gonna see who can wear it the longest yeah and so by the end of the end of the radio show it was like all right we're gonna do this we're gonna go out and buy it right now and we're gonna see who can go the longest next week next monday buddy and so um, yeah. we left and then went to Everything Adult in Haymarket to visit uh, our friends there who uh, sold me a, uh, a cock cage. Yeah. Um, 
which we'll, dis- we'll discuss what they look like here in a bit. But they sold me the cock cage after showing me different varieties mm-hmm. uh, and then advised Angela to go online to find yeah. uh, ladies' chastity belt. Yeah, so I went to a couple of places in Sydney, and basically they had all said that they had some for women, but it's not a big seller, and so they just didn't really keep them in stock. There was one place that did have some in stock, but what I found in looking as well, not only there but also online, is that a lot of the chastity belts for women are leather, they're kind of more G-string style, they're not really practical for long-term wear they're better for short-term like a few hours or a play session an evening that type of thing but when I'm looking at them and I'm thinking I have to pee in this thing I have to shower in it that kind of thing then it became a a little more like I I need something that's serious not just like something for a play session and so you did find one that had a dildo and butt plug in it yes we were like we can cork you up for a little while (laughs) Yeah, there are chastity belts for women that have dildos and butt plugs in them, which, again, is is good for a play session, but not necessarily. We didn't know how long we were going to be wearing this, so it's potentially days. And so I ended up finding a steel one online that was locally shipped, so I could get it in time. It was right around the corner in Penrith. Yes, I think it was out of Penrith, but it was uh, steel, so it had a little strainer so I could pee through it. And it had... Um, yeah, and it had two, I guess the back, instead of being a G-string, it kind of came around and, and cupped more of the edges of my ass. And it had some nice little rubber on it so to prevent chafing and whatnot. So it, it was the best one that I found that wasn't stupid expensive. Because there are some gorgeous ones out there, let me tell you. But they are expensive. But there's yes. some beautiful, like, steampunk. What and... was that? that ste- yeah, exactly. The steampunk one. How yeah. much was that? It was. There was one that was $1,600. $1,600 US, yeah. right? I don't know. Could have been Australian. It was crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so she, she, you found yours online. Yeah. And then, um, so we, we got went and bought mine that night mm-hmm. um, and then took a picture of it and sent it to Danny. And he ba- texted it to Danny and he was basically like, well, I guess this is real. <laughs> <laughs> so he went out, went out and found one. Um, and we've got some of the actual radio interviews that will pop in here and there. Yeah. Um, but his, he ended up getting was metal. Um, his was a metal cylinder with sort of um, a three bars that went at the end to, you know, at the head of the cock. It was more open at the head. Yes, much more than open. yours, yeah. Um, and then... But now his did have a removable sounding bar. Yes. So he, he took oh. the sounding bar out. He did not use that. Uh, but, you know, for people that like that, you know, I'd, I'd never... I guess it's kind of like the female chastity belt coming with a butt plug or a dildo. I just never thought about a, a cock cage coming with a sounding bar. But it Yeah, did. me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I gotta be honest, I'm pretty sure my, my brain was happy not ever thinking about that. But after, <laughs> after seeing it, and I love Danny, he hands it to us and he's like... How do I put this on? Because, and we'll talk about it a bit in the, uh, later, but the, the part that hooks around your testicles and shaft, it's not that big. No, it's and not. And Danny's was solid metal. And he's looking at this, and then he goes, and what's this pin in the center? He goes, <laughs> that's not supposed to go in my pee hole, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was very funny. Us, and I, Just I, I figuring it out. One, he, he's... he's you know, he's vanilla, but he's kind of coming into it. Mm-hmm. And us, I'm going to say we're pretty experienced. But when we come to something like this, that it was completely outside of our com- yeah. normal comfort zone, it was sort of a, well, this is a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So 
that's how we started this chastity challenge. Um, Do you want to talk about what your cock cage looked like? Yeah, so I was advised uh, by the sales team at, um, at, at Everything Adult to go with a plexiglass one. And they had three different choices of, of types of cock cages. Um, that we had the this plexiglass uh, plastic Poly- polycarbonate one. or something polycarbonate like that. Yeah. yeah I keep saying plexiglass because it it reminds me of plexi I'm, yeah. it probably isn't um, then there was the metal mm-hmm. and then there was the silicone so when I first saw the silicone I was like oh my god this is great that's perfect because it's it's gonna be comfortable it's soft it's soft and it's not too heavy um, but then. Uh, the nice lady said, yeah, but it also doesn't have may- very many air holes and you're going to sweat like a motherfucker and that's how funguses are grown. Mm-hmm. So after she pointed that out, <laughs> I was like, yeah, nah. She said, this is a temporary one. It's not one that you would probably want to wear for a long extended period. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then she gave me the, handed me the metal one and my hand just went, you know, it was like so heavy. It's heavy yeah. Like I can't wear this because I was also having to go into the real world and do work, real work. So showing me the pla- the, the plastic one, um, it's not very big. I would say it's about four inches if you're in the states. Um, but if you're in, you know, for mm. in centimeters, probably six centimeters. Say four to five. Four inches. to five inches, six yeah. centimeters, seven centimeters. I don't know. It's, it's not curved, very big. so it depends on which way you're measuring it. But True. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but then it's got a, a pee hole that is tiny. I can just barely stick my pinky in there. And then um, on each side, two rectangles that are cut in, again, that I can barely stick my pinky in um, on either side so it's for so it's, you can breathe. Then comes the complex part. and well, this Well, not so you can breathe, but so your well, tongue can breathe. Well, he's part of me, okay? <laughs> um, we've got... This thing is in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pieces, not counting the lock. I mean, so this is getting into it was like those brain teasers that you used to have as a kid, you know, like where you can get the nails apart. <laughs> I was trying to put the nails together because the manual is, it's clearly made for people who know what they're doing. There's no manual, there's no exploded vision of this so that you can figure out how to put it together. It took me two videos on YouTube to figure out how to put this thing on. Bless you, YouTube. Bless you. So, um, it's basically two little horseshoes with a pin through them, and then a giant horseshoe that goes around your, uh, like, that you would wear like a cock ring, so it's your shaft and your balls, and then the little cage that goes over it, and then a lock goes into the end of one of the pins. I know. It's complex. Um, As a side note, and we'll talk about this more later, we've got an OnlyFans account um, that we, I'll, I'll, Put up a video of me actually putting this thing on mm-hmm. um, on our, our new account. So we'll talk about that more later. Okay, so the cock ring part, they, it did come for different sizes. I think there was four different rings. I could barely squeeze in to the largest ring. And I know Danny had the exact same problem. Yeah. That it was extremely tight. Um, it's not comfortable. And I was like, it doesn't have to be this small to to for it to stay on so i'm confused as to why you'd want to keep this on the only thing i can think of is it's even more torturous because as you start to get an erection you can't get rid of the erection Mm -hmm. um now it wasn't so i didn't have the one on so tight that that would prevent me from losing the erection but it was one of those every time i got an erection like my testicles would just throb if you've ever had blue balls it was exactly like feeling having blue balls 
Um, so I cram my junk in here. Mm-hmm. It was very uncomfortable. And then you put it all together. Like that. Yeah. And then you put the pins in. Like that. Yeah. And then you locked it on. And then I don't have the lock, but you imagine a lock. Lock. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I hated my life. <laughs> um, should we play the first clip of the first day? Yeah, we can play. We've got a clip, I think, from all three of us. Okay, locking so we in. Ha- so we have three clips. No, I think mine was actually after, it was after locking in. Okay. But, and I don't remember about yours. His was definitely locking in. But we'll play all three of the day one clips now. All right, little guy. You've been good to me, but it's time to lock you up for a couple of days. Nice knowing you. You'll be all right without me. It's so tight and taut. Oh. Wow. No, no, no. I'm doing it wrong. I must be doing it. Ow. Oh, my God. It's. Why must your girth be so thick and Viking-like? Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Get around me. Ow. Ow. It's pinching. Get around me. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Done. Key out. Lock on. Penis in place. Dear diary, currently six minutes into the chastity belt challenge and it hurts walking up and down the stairs. Dear diary, 22 minutes into the chastity belt challenge. I'm about to do my first piss. Let's hope this doesn't get everywhere. It was actually a little bit difficult to find clothing to wear over this. <laughs> Not that it takes up a lot of space, um, but the chastity belt does sit a bit around more my waist more so. But I managed to find a, a skirt that kind of sits under just a little bit and a top that fits over and... Nobody's gonna notice. All right, so I used the restroom for the first time with the chastity belt on. Uh, It was not as difficult as I thought it would be. So basically there's a metal strainer part that I can pee through. It it wasn't too bad. The strangest thing for me was sitting down on the toilet while wearing the chastity belt, because it was a bit like I hadn't pulled my underwear down. And so it was kind of strange to feel that and then know that I'm still supposed to just let go and pee. But yeah, overall it was, Strange experience, not terrible, and it's not a deal breaker, so I'm still going strong. Okay, so we've hit sort of a good news, bad news sort of situation. Um, I put on my underwear, and holy geez, I look like I'm hung like a horse. First, I should apologize to everybody that sat next to me on the bus today because I was manspreading like you wouldn't believe. The first attempt at peeing, well, the pee hole isn't large enough to drain for my volume of urination. Um, So it overflowed a bit and came out the side windows, um, which meant that I was basically peeing everywhere. Um, So yeah, not not a terribly pleasant experience, the whole urination thing. Okay, second trip to the bathroom. I uh, sat to pee. Much better results. I guess that's my future for now. Oh my god! I still, I'm like, I'm traumatized. <laughs> like, I, I like, I like the fact that we experiment and we do shit like this. Uh-huh. I hated this. 
<laughs> and just and just remembering it brings yeah. trauma to my fragile little brain. Um, so I did find what was interesting on mine is that there were two locks because there's one that adjusts like the middle part that goes between the legs kind of up and down. And then there was the one around the waist. And so it was quite adjustable between them all. And putting it on, that took a few moments to find the settings where it was going to be not just for now, but long-term, the most comfortable. Because some one setting I found, like one little hole, was better if I was standing up, but then another was better if I'm sitting down. So it was like, okay, which am I going to do more of, standing up or sitting down? So which one did you do more of? Sitting down. Okay. Yeah. I figured. Because standing up, I it was not... It was uncomfortable, but it wasn't terrible. Sitting down was the worst. And so, yeah, I just was like, I'm going to try and be as comfortable as possible when sitting down. Yeah. Because it's pretty wide between my legs. You know, it's, it was. It's, yeah. And especially, like, you know, I don't have thigh gap or anything. So, it, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> you don't got thigh gap. You do no. got thigh gap. Not that much thigh gap, no. but it's. But, yeah, it was, it was interesting. And then the other, like you heard on the audio clip, the. One of the big challenges for me is that most of my work clothes are more fitted through the waist. And because it did sit on the waist, it was I had to go digging for some kind of looser, <laughs> more billowy shirts and a skirt that I could wear over it that you know doesn't show it. And yeah, that was a little more challenging. Yeah, and for me, I will say getting it in, I had it was easier for me, I think, than Danny because yeah. Danny's had to close. It was hinged. So it was a ring that closed. So he had to force the ring closed. My ring was, or my that that the horseshoe part that I stick my testicles and shaft through, um, is fixed. Mm-hmm. So I just had to squeeze myself through a small hole or a small gap rather than try to squeeze the ring around me. Which, oh my God, the poor guy. I think he told us it took him fifteen minutes to get it on. Twelve, I thought. Yeah, yeah. so a, a long time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> and, and then so his partner wasn't thrilled about it either. Um, no. But yeah, so. My, you know, putting on underwear, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Because I'm like, I look gigantic because I am not gigantic, but it's nice to pretend sometimes. Um, <laughs> and it was like, it's like, it's like my junk's wearing a suit of armor. I like this. And I was like, this is going to be all right. And then I grabbed my favorite pair of pants out of the closet. I put it on and I couldn't even get them close to buttoning. And it was just like so tight. I was like, nope. So I ended up wearing pants that I brought from the States that I haven't worn in four years because they're big baggy chinos. Um, and I barely fit in there. And it's like, it's one of those things, and I really don't know how guys that are really hung do this, because, like, I'm either down my right pant leg or I was down my left pant leg. Because normally, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I'm up, my underwear holds me secure, and I don't have to worry about my pant legs. Uh-huh. But this was bringing me down. So that means that every time I sat down, I was pulled, I was listing the one side <laughs> or the next. Every step I took up the stairs, one was easy, one hurt. One was easy. I'm like, fuck. You should have done the side thing like I had to do after my foot surgery, <laughs> where you go up sideways one foot at a time. I- you know, I would have butt scooted, but then everything, <laughs> like every stair would have crashed the testicles and I would have been like, oh my God. So, so that was, that was struggle number one. Mm-hmm. Struggle number two for me was on the bus. I'm, I, I fight the man spread. Yeah. Like if somebody's man spreading, I'll say, oh, excuse me, can I sit there? Just because don't be a cunt. 
Um, but now I wonder if those guys are all wearing chastity belts or cock cages. And I feel bad for them because I want to like pet them on their little heads and be like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. Because I was basically taking up a seat and a half by myself. I was spread out so far because my testicles were throbbing. And, and like it was, oh, yeah. So I was manspreading. Every bump on the bus was uncomfortable. Yeah, I will say that riding on the bus, I this was the one time that I actively wanted to stand and I would like I'm not gonna sit down because it is you know bouncy and whatever and and that was just not comfortable with this metal between my legs so I did stand on the bus as much as I could yeah yeah and it, so it was one of those things that and and listeners will will probably get this my motto for this entire uh, 29 hours was well this is me now 31 you made it 31 31 i did make it over the that's right yeah. i was like well this is me now and i was like i'm man spreading and i felt bad i did feel guilty but i was like <laughs> fuck it i don't care and at one point somebody did try to sit next to me and i i, I lessened my man spread but still kept it close uh-huh. and my leg was right up against his leg and i'm pretty sure he was like why is this guy flirting with me and i'm like i'm not <laughs> i'm i'm my testicles are tender but you, how do you tell a stranger that on the bus i'm sorry my sorry our legs are touching my testicles are tender you know that's a pretty good way to get a seat to yourself <laughs> fair enough i should have had a t-shirt on i'm manspreading because my testicles are tender yeah, yeah. yeah. see mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be a t-shirt i'm not manspreading i'm wearing a cock cage <laughs> um so yeah it was that was bad mm-hmm. and then Got to got to the place I was working that day. Um, trying to talk to my customer was nearly impossible because it's like, honestly, I felt like I was fucking Charlie Brown because all I heard, not that I was having sex with Charlie Brown, but that was, anyway, um, all I heard from people was, like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was so hard to focus on anything work-related. So were you thinking about it in a good kind of sexual way or in a holy shit, this hurts, I want out of it kind of way? Well, I was thinking about it in a I have to beat Danny sort of way. (laughs) And I kept thinking, all right, we'll see. Who's made a stronger stuff, Danny or me? Danny or me? And I was like, it's got to be me. I've got to be made of stronger stuff. You're like, Come on, Bradford. Come on, pull your shit together, man. Like, you're a kinkster. You're, You're, you know, you're in the swinger world, you're grr. Yeah, so that was basically all. So I was you were thinking. giving yourself pep talks all yeah, the time. Yeah. Okay. I think I listened to "Eye of the Tiger" like fifty times in that <laughs> day and a half. Rising up, yeah. <laughs> Which is not what my testicles are doing. I'm at, it's like, oh god, swelling up <laughs> into the night. Yeah, that was basically. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, so um, mm-hmm. it was, it was that was work was horrific, and like you, I stood to work the entire day. Um, we had chairs, but every time I sat in a chair, it was just incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. It didn't hurt, and I keep saying it hurt, and I just I, uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. on a scale of one to ten, the pain at times was a six or seven, but I'd say on average was a two. Hmm. Um, but the uncomfortableness was was topping out at 11. Yeah. Um, and that was through most of the, t- most of the day and a half. Yeah. I tried to do as much standing 
work and walking around and things as I could as opposed to sitting but what I also found was that when I would bend down to get things from like the bottom drawer <laughs> bending down was really difficult so I felt like I had to do like the really pregnant lady like bend down <laughs> well you do you were also waddling I was waddling a little well yeah because there's like we'll have to put a picture up but it was like a couple of inches between my legs or at least a good inch and a half out it was yeah it's I just could not put my legs together fully so we'll film you putting it on as well that way people can see yeah. what it looks like so it was uh I, I did have a, a slight waddled it wasn't too bad but it was it it was cute people probably thought I was pregnant if they had actually paid attention yeah so it was kind of cute yeah watching you with a pregnant waddle it makes me think <laughs> that god she'd be fucking hot if she was pregnant um so the next challenge see I'm saying not problem see I'm now trying to be optimistic uh-huh. the next okay. challenge was peeing yeah. Look, I described it already, and the pee hole, I don't know. Look, it just, I was kind of pushed up against. I couldn't get the my urethra to line up with the pee hole perfectly. And then when I pee, I fucking pee. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you don't uh, control your speed very well. Well, I don't have to normally. <laughs> like, it's, it's like a... It's a it's a all or nothing kind of thing. And so I started peeing and suddenly I'm like, well, I feel wetness around my head. And I look down because, I don't know, I guess I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, and, and urine is now spraying out of the side <laughs> rectangles. Um, and I was doing this at a customer site. And so it's, I'm not... Because it's coming out the rectangles and not the end of the pee hole. I mean, it's dripping out of the end of the pee hole, but I think my my cock had blocked most of the pee hole. Um, And so it's just spraying out the sides. And it's, of course, going to either side of the toilet rather than in the toilet. I was going to ask if you were at a urinal or a toilet. I was at a toilet. because Yeah, because that's something you want to have to explain to somebody at a urinal. (laughs) I I avoided urinals like, like, hey, buddy, how's it? Oh, my God. What the the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Wife and I are doing a chastity challenge. It's, you know, it's a new thing. Yeah, no, I'm not. That is not so. Especially Australian blokes, you know, like, good eye, Mike. Like, oh, crikey, your wanger's in a cage. I don't know, that's not Australian right there. We just lost most of our Australian listeners. I think we need to give everyone a moment to either sob or laugh. <laughs> oh, that ain't a cock cage. This is a cock cage. Um. Yeah, so it started spraying out all over the whole fucking cubicle. So then I feel guilty. So I shake off as best as I can. And let me tell you, there's still liquid in there. So I sat and pee for most of the day. And so what I did was very delicately took some toilet paper and I I fashioned my own Q-tips out of Mm -hmm. toilet paper. I basically MacGyvered me some Q-tips. Um, I don't understand why women don't do this with tampons. I mean, it's not that hard. Just come on, suck it up. Anyway. so To do what? For tampons. But I made the Q-tip so I could stick it into the side and then mop and dry up the inside of the What do you think a tampon page. is? It's basically a little balled up thing of cotton. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Fashion your own. I can make a Q-tip to clean out my cock cage. Why can't you make your own? Why do we have to buy tampons? Because I don't want any little bits <laughs> to be stuck up inside of there. Well... Fair enough, because I did have a piece of toilet paper that I really had trouble getting out until the next time I peed. But it washed itself out. So there you go. (laughs) All I'm saying is that I made a... And then, so I managed to get the toilet paper in. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. At one point, this is, spoiler alert, later, like the third pee. Because um, I did this every time I peed. I made a, a yeah. long pee. And I managed to get it through the first one and the other one. And I sawed it back and forth, drying off like you would a towel on your uh-huh. back. <laughs> yeah, only my, it was like watching, it was like drying off your pee-pee with a mm-hmm. miniature towel. It was great. Anyway, so, because I, I couldn't let any urine stay in the, no. in the, yeah. it, it, like, physically, you, you, you know my what brain. you should have used instead? Because I carried a whole pack with me the entire time. What? After dark intimate wipes. You should have taken oh, that and rolled it up. That would have been smart. then it has the antibacterial bits. That was in smart. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was considering canned air like you spray your keyboard. <laughs> <and you're... laughs> All right. That would have been great. Um, well, that spiked really high. Sorry for going deaf, people. Um, microphone people are going deaf. Ah! Anyway. Um, so, yeah. And then I felt guilty because I was like, there's pee everywhere. So I took the toilet paper and I mopped up after myself. So I well, left. That was the, considerate. I left the bathroom as clean as I found it, which isn't terribly clean, but it was pretty clean. Um, yeah. So that was my pee story. Okay. So I'll tell you a bit about mine, but we also I think have both on a little snippet that we'll play in a moment because we have Danny's first pee as well. <laughs> Danny's um, first pee. He actually recorded himself. So if you hearing people pee turns you on yeah. or off, um, just wait for it. I, I think it was in the second clip. I don't think it was in the first one. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so whenever I went to use the restroom for the first time, I had, like I said before, I have a little strainer, so my pee goes through the strainer part. Because in case your pee is chunky, you can... You know. Okay, they were big little strain <laughs> holes, but but it was it wasn't solid, so I could pee. It wasn't like I had to move the chastity belt to one side or the other, which wasn't happening to pee. So it was good, but it felt really strange because I mean it's it's still on, and you sit down on the toilet, and you know you still like pulling your underwear down and stuff, and it was just weird because I felt like I was sitting on the toilet in my underwear and I'm still supposed to pee and so it was just took about a half second for me to get past that mental hurdle of okay I can let go and pee now but I really really had to so I was doing it anyway <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so then afterwards I was like like you like there's a lot of liquid and you know it's it's metal and then there's the rubber part you know to keep it from chafing too badly and so I I wiped off with um a toilet paper a little bit but I did carry around a pack of the after dark intimate wipes with me the whole time and every time I peed I would both clean myself and clean off the chastity belt as well because like I really don't even though it's metal and whatever I just don't want to take any chances of anything growing or anything getting infected just because of this silly little challenge so I did clean up as good as I could afterwards with the after dark wipes every time uh, but yeah, should we go ahead and play the day two audio now? Yes. Okay, so here's day two audio. 
Day two, I still feel like I'm wearing a diaper. Walking is getting easier, as is sitting, and I think a lot of that is due to the fact that there is no defined end point, and that I just have to accept that this is the way life is now and, and figure out how to deal with it and make it as best as possible. If there was a defined end point for this, then I would be counting down the hours and oh my gosh, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. But not having that just kind of makes me accept that this is my life now and I have to figure it out and deal with it. Okay, so sleep last night was rough. I woke up probably every hour. Um, woke up to some minor bruising uh, around the genital area, and uh, yeah, it's starting to get really, really tight in the in my testicle region. Really not sure how much longer I can do this. Note to self: in the future, remember talcum powder, baby powder. My balls are sweaty. This is uncomfortable. Update: I now have an itch I can't reach. It's driving me crazy. Um, I can't get my fingers through the through the windows of the cage to scratch the itch. It's going to drive me mad. Oh my god! Like it's just uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. Why did you do this? Can't take it off. You want me to, but I don't know whether your integrity will allow you to. Dear diary, twenty six hours in. I hate to admit it. I hate to be a loser, but I've got a radio show to do, and. I need to sleep. I can't go another day interrupted with armory around my penis any longer. I literally think I'll be doing long-term damage. So, brings me great pleasure to grab the key. Yep. And we're free. Easy, easy there, boy. Ooh. Been a tough 26 hours for you. All right. Well, there you have it. That's where we were on day two. That was our head spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sitting to pee. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not judging anybody who sits to pee, but it's just public bathrooms are disgusting. And yeah. I, I mean, I always have massive mad respect for women who squat to pee or, or you know I was gonna say sometimes we do the hover thing in, yeah. in a dirty public toilet um, but my problem was I couldn't do that because then I would pee all over the toilet seat <laughs> <laughs> I don't think women have that problem um, it was I will say though that it was interesting because after you told me about your first experience peeing I'd already gone to the bathroom but when I went back the next time, I actually leaned over to watch myself pee, and it did go all over inside the toilet bowl as well, because again, with the strainer bits, it just spread it out, but it was inside the bowl, and that's yeah. when I told you, I was like, oh, you should sit to pee, because then at least it would be caught, and so then you came home that night, and you went to use the bathroom, and I was like, ooh, I want to watch you pee, because I wanted which, to see it go everywhere. Which, you know, let me tell you, there's something that, even a swinger relationship, we talk <laughs> about communication, let's keep open lines of communication. But to have your wife, while you're sitting naked on the toilet, squat down and look at you pee in the toilet <laughs> while you're sitting on the toilet. I, 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 and this is rare. I was kind of speechless. <laughs> like, well, fuck, this is me now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so some of this might be out of order. We're just... I'm just kind of pop as it's popping into my head and admittedly I don't remember what happened on day one or two or three or whatever yeah. because it was all a fucking nightmare um, so sleeping let's talk about sleeping okay oh, oh baby Jesus sleeping was horrible um, I'm a stomach sleeper 
-hmm. And remember, yeah, this thing was on my junk. Um, so couldn't really stomach sleep. You say that, but at some point I did see you on your stomach. No, you saw me in an in a, in a modified side <laughs> because I remember that because I was laying on my left side with my right knee way up, mm. thus creating the triangle of safety. The knee, the le left side, and the bed. So that triangle like of safety. Like a figure four kind of, except up a little higher. I like triangle of safety, but sure. Okay. If you want to say number four, <laughs> who is number four? Um yeah, but in my triangle of, of safety, my my testicles and my junkicles, they in the cagicles, could all be safe and there'd be no pressure and no like pushing in on my my do men have a mons pubis? No, on my fupa. <laughs> on my fupa. Except yours isn't fat. But no, but it's yeah. firm upper PP area. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so it, yeah, and it was horrible. I woke up every hour, at least. Mm. Um, I am one of those guys that I get an erection, like, I know it's supposed to happen like three or four times a night. I'm probably once an hour, and that's what would wake me up every time, is feeling my erection pushing against the cage on the inside, and then my testicles going, mm. nope. All this extra blood's got to go somewhere. Why don't we store it? We'll hold it for you, penis. Uh, it's like, fuck you, testicles. Why don't you just let the blood go where it's supposed to in the rest of the body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I, know, I know from talking to Danny that he didn't get much sleep either. Yeah. Uh, because he said the same thing. Like He just kept waking up. It wasn't comfortable. He didn't sleep well, which I think then kind of makes everybody a little cranky. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you were very cranky. <laughs> I think the word you were looking you're looking for is I was lividly pissed off. Irate. <laughs> I was irate. I was like, well, I was chatting with Lolo Lady at one point on the phone, and she was like, I can't talk to you. You're you're being a bitch. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, ugh, yeah. And for me, sleeping in the chastity belt, because it was metal, you know, around my waist and then down between my legs, it, I basically slept on my back most of the night and I just equated it to to me in my head it was like after I had my foot surgery and so it's like there's one position it's on my back and this is what I can do and it's that I would say kind of half sleep where you're not really fully Dozing. asleep but you're aware of what's going on in your positioning and your body and your feelings the whole time and so that's for me how I slept was I was constantly aware of if I tried to roll over I couldn't and uh, you know, not very well, not comfortably. I couldn't sleep on my side because then it would really squeeze and rub between my legs. And so I just tried to stay on my back as much as possible. So then I was somewhat conscious of how I was laying and not moving too much because of that. But I still woke up in the morning with, on either side of the chastity belt on my like very upper thighs, I still had uh, wounds. So there were like scraped off parts. Yeah. And I don't know if it was from the metal or from the rubber or what, but yeah, there were little scraped off bits. I was like, well, we're going to put band-aids on those now. Yeah, because you had little <laughs> wounds on the on your inner yeah. thighs for a while afterwards, a few days afterwards. Yeah, it took a few um, days to heal up. But I just put band-aids on and I was like, yeah. I'm just going to keep going. We're not going to give up yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, which leads to, to me, uh, on, the, on the second day, I ended up taking a mental health day from work because I was like, I can't work like this. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to, I ended up sitting on the leather couch 
because um, it's nice and cool, and my balls were like radiating heat. I basically so sitting had, naked on the couch. Yes, I had a binary star system between my legs. Um, so sitting against the couch was so nice because it's like, oh, this feels so good. Um, and yeah, so I then took a shower that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another ordeal. So at this point, I did have a little bit of minor bruising around you know the top part where it was pushing, against, it was pushing your body. against me yeah, yeah. Um, and I kept having the problem because the the again the way the things held together is with three pins and one of the pins has a lock and the other pins there was supposed to be um well there was a metal tube that would kind of keep them from smashing together mm-hmm. but there was only one there was three different tubes in the kit but they were all different sizes oh. and it would have been helpful to have two of the same size because they kept pinching like and or the or the pins would start poking out so you would have like a small pin um head pushing into you yeah. which was not terribly comfortable so um i jumped in the shower and showered off and then get out of the shower and of course it's i take nice hot steamy showers and then the inside of the cage is covered in a film of of moisture mm-hmm. and i'm looking like there's no way I'm going to dry all that. And the the while the the gaps are big, that's when still... you need that's when you needed your canned air. I, I know, right? <laughs> um it was and so I'm like this is how fungus gets grown. It's like and then I'm thinking like instead of a penis, I'll just have mushrooms and the only people who would like me is Mario. <laughs> and I didn't I like I like the way your brain works. Well, <laughs> Yeah, but when he eats my mushroom, he gets bigger. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that sucked. Um, and so I tried to dry it off as best I could. And I think after that, I lasted for another couple of hours. Yeah. And after another couple of hours and looking down, there was still a little bit of moisture in there. I kind of got freaked out. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, so I took it off. Um, I let my penis go. Let my penis go! Um, and then... Yeah, it was, it was, oh God, it was such sweet freedom. And then I had like bruising, a little light bruising around. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. So for me, uh, showering wasn't as bad because, it, you know, of course it's easier. I don't know. It's just this big metal belt thing going around. Yeah. And, and so I didn't think showering was too bad. Drying off wasn't bad. But again, it's a different surface area and a different configuration. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't think that that was was too terrible for me. So but. I will say, as soon as I took it off, um, I was like, "I'm gonna get a massage." So I went and got a, <laughs> a, a naughty massage. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I need to take care of this, um, and I'm not gonna take care of this by myself. I'm gonna help have someone help <laughs> me take care of this. And so, uh-huh. um, yes, after 31 hours of yeah. of chastity play, I went and got a erotic massage. And I will say, so. Danny went for 26 hours. Yes. You were 31. Yes. And I was 39. 39 was not by choice. You would have been 31 hours and 15 minutes had yes. you known. Had, well, so I knew that you had taken yours off in the afternoon because you texted yeah. me. Yeah. So I knew that yours had come off. and But we didn't know about Danny. And so... It, and since he works at night and sleeps during the day, right. we assumed... Right. We assumed that he still had his on. And so we didn't know that his had come off and... We had we had a rule thirty four that night, so we get to rule thirty four, and I think somewhere along the way, in the second half of the show, because if it had happened yes. in the first yes. half during the intermission, I would have gone and taken mine off in the bathroom, 
but we didn't know until somewhere during the second half of the Rule 34 that he had taken his off at 26 hours. I was very angry because I was like, well, fuck, I could have taken mine off this afternoon or even before Rule 34 You or were something. pretty pissed. It was like, yeah. it, it was it was one of those short-lived <laughs> furies, but yeah. I, I would look at you in your eyes and you'd be like, Because <laughs> <laughs> I was not comfortable and I just... Angela, smash! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not happy. And so then it was like, as soon as Rule 34 was over, it's like, all right, let's go. We're going to get home. I'm going to take this off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so it ended up being right at 39 hours by the time I was able to take it off. Um, and that was just, yeah, that was awesome relief. And then go shower and clean up. And it was great. I'm pretty sure we had sex that night, too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but should we go ahead and play the last like of the audio that we have? Sure, sure. Because okay. we got one more. Because we only lasted for three days. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is only you and I, maybe. But we'll play what we have. So showering was weird. Um it's nearly impossible to get yourself completely clean or how you feel is completely clean. I mean, it's diluted, but it's not clean. Uh, and then getting out of the shower, it's impossible to get yourself completely dry. So now I'm walking around with a little greenhouse um, on my junk, which, you know, is the great way to grow a fungus. So 31 hours into the chastity challenge and I'm out. I couldn't take it anymore. I took off the, the cock cage. Um, the testicles are 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 swollen not frighteningly swollen but swollen and i have a bit of bruising around my genitalia so yeah the struggle was too much i couldn't take it and between the struggle of peeing finding pants that fit uh, and going up and down stairs the sweats the itches i couldn't take it anymore so yeah i'm out all right so i've learned two things today by continuing to wear this chastity belt first of all Sometimes I have to adjust the chastity belt when I sit down to make it a little more comfortable. And I feel a lot like a ball player adjusting their cup. Not sexy. Not at all. The second thing I've learned is that the chastity belt sits pretty snugly around my waist. And it feels a bit like after you've eaten a big meal on a holiday and your pants are too tight and you just really need to unbutton that top button to breathe a little better. It feels a bit like that. So... Basically, there's this mental thing going on in my head that I don't realize I'm hungry because it feels like there's a lot of pressure on my stomach. So I don't realize I'm hungry until my stomach actually starts growling and I'm all of a sudden starving. So that's been a, an interesting shift today. All right, so I just learned that I am the winner of the chastity challenge. Uh, apparently, Bradford gave in earlier today. So that means that I am the last one. I'm the winner. So suck it, boys. Now it is time for me to get out of mine. So let's uh, pull out the key here. See if we can work this lock. There we go. And take this off. Get this part off. Ah, oh, pussy freedom. Sweet, sweet pussy freedom. Yeah, so um, that, it, yeah. Um, see, I'm still speechless because mm -hmm. I'm just, grr. So I think I mentioned it in one of the audio ones. I forget if it was day two or day three. It might have been day three. But it was interesting, um, the effect it had on my appetite after a while because it didn't happen the first day or so. But after a while, because it did push, you know, it was sitting pretty snugly around my waist. And so 
it always felt like there was that pressure like you have on pants after a big huge like Thanksgiving meal or something big it felt like that and so then I just never really felt hungry until all of a sudden my tummy started growling very loudly and I'd be like oh apparently I need to eat so that was a weird psychological thing that happened that's funny yeah and I don't know if we would kept going would that have continued or would that have evened out and kind of become back to normal kind of thing I have no idea yeah and that's but. interesting though it's like that's a new weight loss program the chastity well. cha- the chastity belt <laughs> challenge uh, I'm not sure I would recommend it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so in that time, like, what was your worst? Like, what's what was the worst part about it? Um, I would say walking. <laughs> this is which is like, <laughs> I would say breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would either walking or sitting because sitting was uncomfortable, but at least it was stable. But walking. Sometimes it would rub a bit in between my legs and sometimes I could pull it up just a little bit more or like I have to pull it up to sit down so that the thinner parts that kind of where it went to split um, to go around my ass cheeks so that that was a little more kind of in the middle. Um, So yeah, walking I would say was the most uncomfortable just because it was just that rubbing kind of on the sides and stuff. But yeah, again, it was... Yeah, just get used to it. It's, it's especially not knowing how long this was going to go for. It was kind of like, all right, I I have to find a way to to deal with this, either physically or mentally, because I don't want to lose. This is me now. Well, as I said, I didn't want to lose, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure we all lost. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bleak. I love it. <laughs> In the end, we all lost. What was worse for you? Um, sleeping was the worst because mm-hmm. I am one of those people that if I do not get a solid 10 hours of sleep, I am grumpy and I am not a happy person. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, ultimately I think most people consider me a happy go lucky kind of person. I'm always smiling. I'm always, you know, there with a happy story or whatnot. And I found that I became very quiet and I was very, I was just in a bad mood and grumpy and I don't like that. And so I think that was hard on me as well. Um, mm-hmm. and then peeing. So basically everything. Okay, right. Um, so yeah. life. So life was life uh, was the worst. Life sucked. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. I want to make this very clear to folks that are listening. People do this for fun, and if this is your thing, if this is your fetish, your kink, more power to you. You are a stronger human being than I could ever be. Yeah. Um, you know, we had these. You know, mine at least was you know professionally suggested. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it wasn't like I was wearing something that was the wrong size or whatnot. I, you know, the person who sold it to me knows me. So, yeah. it, but I just. So ugh. I can, I can get it for both males and females for short term play. Like I said, for an evening, for a few hours, maybe even a day. But anything beyond that, especially once you cross that sleeping threshold. Yes. To me, that kind of, that gets to be a little much, um. But like I said earlier, I do like the idea of having a male partner, which obviously won't be you, to... Nope, but she's taking uh, she's, she's taking, taking CVs and resumes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it would be fun, you know, just to, to do that 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 play and the tease and the torture. And, and again, the, you know, if you don't play by the rules kind of things and you get punished and whatever. It's just, I like that. But I don't want to be on the receiving end. I don't want to wear the chastity belt. Yeah, so for sale, one slightly used chastity <laughs> belt. <laughs> yeah, so we 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 you know gave it a red hot go, and 
We've learned that it's not for either of us. We've learned a lot of things. Yeah. We learned that we should never be allowed to spend any time with Danny without producer Felix around to uh-huh. be responsible <laughs> and say, seriously, you guys, seriously, guys. Um, we learned that when we're together, you, Danny, and myself make terrible, terrible life choices. Um, we've learned that some pee holes are not big enough for some men. Uh-huh. Some men, look, some of us overflow in personality and we overflow in cock cages. But I will say as well, though, that Danny's had, he had a much bigger area because his was basically opened at the very bottom and then it just had the little wire bits. But he still said that pee went everywhere. But I think it's because of hitting those little wire bits. Because it's coming out of pressure. Yeah. I mean, you ever put your thumb over a hose? That's what's going on down there. I know, it's it's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. Let's see, other things that I learned. Um, I learned that maybe we shouldn't judge man-spreaders. Oh, uh, sometimes. We, we should always judge them. But just remember that they may have a cock cage on. So if you go to kick them, don't kick them in the nuts. Because seriously, that would hurt. I, I judge them when they're sitting in the handicap section, man-spreading, and there's an old person or disabled person who either can't sit down or is having to really scrunch up because they're man-spreading. That's, that's true. That is evil. But if um, they're on a regular seat, well, it just depends. Yeah, that's true. Never, yeah, because I would have been more comfortable standing, I'm sure. Yeah. But it would have looked odd for me standing on the bus when there was like three people sitting. I see <laughs> and people the, do the it all the time. the bus was empty. I see people do it all the time. They'll just come on and just stand. Uh, well, maybe yeah. I should have done that. Next time. Mm-hmm. If there is a next time. There time. won't be a next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I learned that once you take your cock cage off, you should probably clean it with a toothbrush because this thing is... I can wash this thing. It still looks kind of nasty. Throw the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably do that. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you learn anything else? that you would, Any other thoughts and things that you would like to share with the folks at home? So I just thought it was interesting, and I think this goes back to our mental states and how we deal with things and uncomfortabilities, is that you were a lot more vocal about how uncomfortable and how terrible things were, <laughs> whereas I kind of internalized more so, and I was just kind of... At some point, it you know, at the first little bit, I was like, okay, this is awful, this is uncomfortable. But then it was that, but it's going to be like this for a while. I don't know how long, but it's going to be a while. So I have to figure out how to make it work. And it was just, I went into that mentality and that mode pretty quickly. So then it was more solution finding. And, and I, you know, would bitch and moan a little bit, but not near as much as you did. So I thought it was interesting how we both kind of dealt with that because you did accept it after a while and and figure it out but you just were not happy about it that just tells you that you know like i am i'm normally not a brat but apparently we put a cock cage on me i've become brat play because i was you're right i was and and nobody would listen to me lola lady refused to take my calls (laughs) it's like like i need to complain to somebody she's like well then give me me i do like that one i think it was the the second night that you made a comment about you just don't understand how painful it is and I got a little bit livid at that point because I was like, I'm pretty sure you don't understand how painful this is. I have like rub marks and skin missing from the inside of my legs. And yeah, women, I also think it's it could potentially be that we're used to with periods and cramps and things, we're used to things being uncomfortable down there. Fair enough. Maybe not all the time, but you're used to some discomfort being in that area, whereas... Wait, so Males is this, aren't. Wait, are you suggesting then <laughs> that I had the 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 chastity version of the man flu? <laughs> 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 you 
you just you just don't understand. The struggle is real. You know, <laughs> women have it easy. You know, the struggle is real. And I'm sure that I'm sure it's very individual because some guys, particularly those who do like it, aren't going to complain, and then some women are. But right. so it's whatever. But I just think between the two of us, that is funny, it though. was interesting how we dealt with it. Look, I had I had chastity man flu. Okay, so you just you don't understand. You don't know me. <laughs> oh God! Oh Lord! Yeah. Uh huh. So that was. Uh, Yes, that was that our That was our chastity ch- chastity few challenge. Days of wearing chastity belts and cock cages and yeah. <laughs> Go out and try it if you want, but I would start in small increments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and um you know, on the price side, it was kind of pricey. Um this one that I got for me was $95 Australian, mm-hmm. which I think in the states you could probably pick one up for 50-60 bucks. Yeah. So it's not terrible. It's it's entry level. Yeah. Um but yours was pretty pricey. Mine was 160 with the steel and the metal and everything. There were the leather ones that were the G-string style that you could get for 40-50 bucks, but again, I was looking at practicality. I'm not going to pee with that on. Yeah. And so yeah, and but again, if you're wearing it for a few hours for play, for you know an erotic session, then something like that is perfectly fine. And I also think you could do this in a way much like the Seinfeld episode. Just how long can you go without touching yourself? Um, yes. No masturbation, kind of thing. Um, I think that would be doable, but you'd then have to trust in your group that mm-hmm. no one's lying. Mm-hmm. Which why would you lie about that? Right. So yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was the chastity, chastity challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, so we alluded earlier that we've got an OnlyFans account. So it's OnlyFans.com. Um, honestly, look, we are trying just to keep our lights on and, and give the folks at home something a little extra. So OnlyFans is a lot like Patreon. Only on Patreon, we, uh, we're very limited as to what we can post and what we can show. So we're like, what are we going to post and what are we going to show? Mm-hmm. So... What we're gonna do is the the uh, for five bucks a month, uh, if you so choose, you'll see pictures that we aren't putting up on Twitter. A little more racy pictures because you know we show ourselves nude-ish, but we don't really show a lot of action and what's going on. So we're gonna start showing a little more on OnlyFans. We'll also have videos, reviews of toys, mm-hmm. which may include uh, include us like like this one. I'll definitely try this on so you can actually see what it looks like on me. Yeah. Um, the same with Angela and the chastity belt so you can actually see. We'll talk about it. So we'll do some toy reviews and, and, and how we play with some of our toys. So that's something that you'll be able to look forward to seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just uh, all of the radio interviews that we do with uh, with Danny, we're going to start posting those on OnlyFans. Yeah, the Dawns with Lakey things. Uh, yeah, what yeah. I say? What do you say, Danny? Okay. But I thought yeah. so. The show is Dawns with Lakey. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was like, wait, did I say, did I call it wrong? Yeah, <laughs> We've yeah. been doing the show for months, and I've already <laughs> look the chastity brain broke. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like that. That's There's, what you can expect to see. Yeah. So it's going to be a variety of things, and we're going to try and, and mix it up a little bit, but just give you a little something extra and yeah, have some fun with it. Yeah, and yeah. also try to keep our lights on. So. <laughs> To, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, so find us there. We'll post a link on Twitter and mm-hmm. and our the new website. I promise is coming out soon. I'm, it's still in the background. I haven't uploaded it yet. So, um, yeah, yeah. And should we talk about desire? We should talk about desire. Yes. In fact, let's not us talk about desire yet. Okay. Let's let the experts talk about desire. Life on the Swing Set is heading to paradise for the seventh time, and once again, we're taking over Desire Resort Riviera Maya in Cancun, Mexico. With this year's hosts, me, Cooper, Ginger, Dylan, 
JV and Shara from Ending the Sexual Dark Age, and author, podcaster, and feminist porn filmmaker Tristan Taramino, our takeover allows us to mold the resort in our geeky, sexy, and inclusive image with orgies, classes about pegging, flogging, and fisting, theme nights, a full dungeon night, naked karaoke, mutual masturbation, and massages. From November 3rd through the 10th, 2018, this beautiful, all-inclusive resort will be full of sexy swing setters from every letter in the LGBTQA spectrum. Holly, swingers, nudists, kinksters, doms, subs, and those who are just curious about what a week at a sexy resort offers. We take all the best of the swing set, our values, our experience, our co-hosts, our community, and we bring it all together with the best resort staff on earth to create a queer, kink, and poly-friendly, consent-aware, and sexy-as-hell experience for everyone who joins us. To come with us on our Swing Set Takes Desire 2018 trip and hear us podcast about our previous trips, head over to ssdesire.com. We'll be there to welcome you home. So that, uh, yeah, so we're going to that. Yeah, um, that's going to be a sexy, fun week in that's November. Be fun as hell. And then the week after that, we're going to be at Desire Pearl mm-hmm. uh, with C&D from Swinging Down Under and the Joneses from mm-hmm. We Got a Thang. We Got a Thing. Um, I know it's We Got a Thing, but I'm from the South, and in the South, we have Thangs, not Things. Anyway. That's true. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We're totally looking forward to both those weeks. And we're going to come home and need a holiday from our holiday. Yes. Which, if you need a holiday from your holiday, you're doing it right. I fucking agree. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we're also probably going to need some cream because I'm expecting, because two weeks of Desire and, and then the week before we're going to be at Passion in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going we're to have some chafing. We're going to invest in sunscreen is what we're going to do. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sunscreen. Yeah. We need like the big commercial bottles of sunscreen. Yes. Yes. That'd be awesome. Like yeah. pump. Mm-hmm. And then one of lube. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so Just maybe we can don't mix use them together. The wrong one the can you mix time. them together and have like sunscreen lube? Let's not do that. That'd be great. No, it might not be so good on the inside. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Fine. Take away my fun. You so always, yeah. You um, always have to keep the the environment in mind. I know, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes mistress. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, mistress. No, I'll be good. No. I'll be good. I'll be good, I promise. <laughs> um yeah, so Oh, we also have, coming up soon, still working on it, we have a graphic designer that is designing some of our sayings and whatnot into pens, enamel pens, and and bumper stickers and shit like that. So I'm, or stickers, I'm all excited. It's going to be great. We have some fun stuff coming up. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, so we've got some emails that we promise that we're answering. We may end up doing a mailbag um, yeah. podcast coming up soon because we've got bunches of emails in the past two weeks and mm-hmm. some really, really great stuff. Yeah. Uh, someone sent us like, I don't know, 12 uh, professional papers on uh, bisexuality, bi erasure, and biophobia, which is amazing. It's great because, yeah, we've been planning a couple of probably a two-episode podcast on the topic at some point in the near future. But this is giving us a bit more to add to it. Yes. So we'll see if we end up with two or possibly three. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of yeah. stuff. So good stuff, good stuff. Um, send us your emails and questions, uh, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at By the By Podcast. You can message us on all of those, uh, and we'll get, we'll get to you. So, yeah. 
Yay. And look for us on OnlyFans. Oh, that's right. OnlyFans. Dun, dun, dun. Again, it's By the Bad Podcast. So. Yeah. And yeah. OnlyFans.com, is that right? OnlyFans.com. Right. Link slash By the Bad Podcast. But. We'll I put should, a link up. I should it's fine. figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 